0: I want to share a verse from Psalm 145 today. Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. The Lord is near. To who? To all who call on him in truth. Notice the word all here. The Lord drew near to Abraham, so much so that he called him his friend. He also drew near to Moses and spoke to him face to face as a man speaks to his friend. But were Abraham or Moses or David or the prophets the only ones to whom the Lord drew near? Does he draw near only to a select few? No, the Lord draws near to all those who call on him in truth. Notice the conditions here to this promise. It's all those who call on him. To call means to summon Invoke it means to get the attention of someone in order to notify them or make a request of them. When a child has climbed a tree and cannot get down, he calls out, Daddy, Daddy, I need your help. In a similar way, we call on the Lord when we cry out to him in our supplications, expressing our needs and our desires. So we call on the Lord, and how are we to call on him? In truth. What does this mean? Well, certainly, it first of all means that we pray with sincerity. We ought to pray with an honesty, with our hearts behind what we say. Two key scripture texts here are Hebrews 10, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. And then in Psalm 51, where David prays, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. The Lord desires truth within us. He wants us to come to Him fully honest and open before Him. It's often through praying with a heart of confession, of admitting our sins and our sinfulness, and a heart of consecration to the Lord that we're brought to this sincerity. Brother Raymond gave a helpful challenge on this theme yesterday. He reminded us of Jesus' admonition in Matthew 6, that we should not pray pagan prayers filled with vain repetitions. He pointed out that we can slip into this praying, these empty phrases, if one of four ways. First, if we pray without expectant faith. Second, if we pray words without a sincere heart. Third, if we pray without an engaged mind. And fourth, if we pray without a ready will intent on obeying God. Sadly, it's so easy for us, when we pray so often, it's easy to start praying formulated expressions that are entirely disconnected from our hearts. Isaiah 29 verse 13 gives us a warning in this regard, and Jesus quoted this passage too, speaking of the Pharisees. He warns us, This people draw near with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me. May the Lord keep us from such an error, to come near to him with words from our mouth that are near, but our hearts still being far away from him. Andrew Murray shared a convicting testimony in this regard. He said, I am often afraid for myself as a minister that I pray too easily. I have been praying for these 40 or 50 years, and it becomes, as far as a man is concerned, an easy thing to pray. We all have been taught to pray, and when we are called upon, we can pray. But I am afraid we think we are praying often when there is little real prayer. Thomas Brooks also spoke about this, and how we ought to be praying from a sincere heart. He said, God looks not at the elegance of your prayers, to see how refined they are nor yet at the geometry of your prayers, to see how long they are, nor yet at the arithmetic of your prayers, to see how many they are, nor yet at the music of your prayers, nor yet at the sweetness of your voice, nor yet at the logic of your prayers. But he looks at the sincerity of your prayers, how hearty they are. The Lord desires us to pray from our hearts, yet there is still a danger here. Because if we put too much emphasis on sincerity... We could even start trusting that it's our sincerity that gives us acceptance before God. And certainly that is not the case. Our confidence to draw near to God is only by the one who said, I am the truth. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is our Lord Jesus. He is the mediator between God and man. And so, He is also the truth we come by. We call on the Lord through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2 12 and 13 reminds us that we are all without hope and without God in this world, except that God comes and draws us near. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for He Himself is our peace. And Hebrews 10 admonishes us as well to to draw near only through the confidence resting upon the blood of Jesus that has been shed for us. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We have this privilege to come near through Christ. And I want to end just by reminding us of the blessedness of coming near to God and having Him come near to us. Psalm 73 verse 28, But for me, it is good to be near God. Do you know that blessedness? Psalm 65 verse 4, Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. The Lord chooses us, and then he brings us near, and then he comes near to us. As James four eight puts both of these together, our part and God's part, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. When we draw near to God, ready and willing to be cleansed, he cleans us, and he draws near to us. And then we experience the promise of Isaiah 58 verse 9. It says, Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. What beautiful words, such gracious words of our Lord. He says, Here I am to us. Yes, he says, Here I am. I have drawn you near, and now I'm drawing near to you, ready to listen to your prayers and ready to bless you. What a gracious God is our God. He invites us to draw near to him, and then he responds by drawing near to us, and allows us this joy of fellowship with him. Praise the Lord.